Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Hello, this is Laurie Seymour from the Baca Journey, and we're here for another episode of Wisdom Talk Radio. My guest today is transformational coach, spiritual mentor, and author, Nancy Swisher. Nancy is a specialist in helping women leaders find their voices, stand behind them, and change the world. And for me, it's not just women. I know that her work is for everybody. Her book, The Life That Woke Me Up Was My Own, is a memoir that merges the language of literature and the wisdom of spiritual awakening. She takes us on a journey of becoming disconnected from the fullness of her being, and then shows us the choices she made to reconnect. In Nancy's own words, she says, I am devoted to the unfolding of my ability to be the real me. I am devoted to the process. And having just read her book, um, boy, is that the truth. And I'm delighted, thrilled, excited to have you with me here today. Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio. Oh, thank you, Laurie. It's wonderful to be here with you. So just diving right in, because there's so much that I really was moved by in your book and want to be able to get to. Why did you write the book, first of all? What moved you to do that? First, for the first thing to say about that is that I am a writer and I've been writing most of my life. Um, so this particular book, the voice of the book, the story of the book just wouldn't let me go. So um, I started the book in 2001 uh, when I... I was just guided to write it and I mm -hmm. followed my guidance, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I'm a writer. So the two things together, <laughs> yeah, that's why. And it, it feels like there's, there's a level of certainly of self revealing. That's, you know, it's evident in a memoir, but there's more than that because there's the, there's the languaging, there's the, essence of you that comes through so clearly in in your power of words in the way that you use words and mm -hmm. you, you said in here how words when you speak them aloud over and over until they create a vibration inside your body until there is a resonance between your spirit and the words make life shift and change and open up doors to lit rooms awaiting your entrance into the next desire of your being. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, language is transformational. Language itself and aligning with the voice of our heart, soul, spirit. Um, so... There's nothing more 
kind of joyful for me than, than writing in that way. And so, and language is the theme of the book, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes an invitation. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. It's an invitation to going deeper. It's an invitation certainly to join you on your journey. Mm -hmm. but I found it's an invitation to one's own journey. Wonderful. That's great. Would you, did you mean for it to do that? Well, see, I didn't, here's the thing. This is, I, I wrote a little book in 1990. Uh, I say, I mean little by short, fairly short. Mm -hmm. I, had an agent, I had an agent for that book and I almost got that book published by a major publisher, but they said they didn't know how to market it because it didn't fit into their categories. And so I let that book go and, this one started a few years after that. And um, so I just wrote the book. See, I wasn't thinking about what do I want this book to do? Yeah. Um, I you just, wrote it for your own transformation. Would and, that be true? and as a work of art, I'm hoping, I mean, uh -huh. mm -hmm. or literature, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, and, and of course, for my own transformation. And, um, but I'm hoping, you know, my intention was to, as you know, there's a narrator, there's a present day narrator, me. And then there's the stories from earlier in my life. Mm -hmm. and so it goes back and forth between those two things. And um, my intention partly is, that I, I guess if I was going to say what I hope happens for a reader is that it helps them reflect on their own journey. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and because you were a writer, if I'm thinking about the writers in the, in our audience, how do you, how do you relate to the language being such a key element in your journey? And how do you, how do you, hmm, invite the, 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 the reader who is a writer to be able to dive more deeply into the truth of who they are? It's a big question, I know. <laughs> <laughs> listening. Hmm. You, you have to listen. You have to create the space for listening. And I know that's something you do, too in your work is the stillness, the listening, right? And, Absolutely. And so as a writer, um, I always work from voice, the voice that's within me. Mm -hmm. And I can hear it. And sometimes I don't hear it until I'm actually putting a few words on the page or in the computer. Like, but the voice, mm -hmm. The voice is there. Um, and so that's what I always tell people is listen, listen. Mm -hmm. I believe everyone, you know, not just one voice, but like this book has a voice. And the voice of this book is, is over now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Done for me, right? There's yes, yes. And, and so, uh, but so that's the main thing as a writer. And I guess that's the main thing as a human being is about listening. 
I think so. So, I mean, yeah, you're, you, you are correct that, that that is something that is like probably foundational for me in my life and certainly in my work is teaching people how to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you speak a lot in your book, or at least a few key places, about self-doubt and about trust, which has been certainly a theme for me my whole life. Um, and I love how you speak about that. At one point you say, Doubt is quite ridiculous. And I thought, what an outrageous thing to say, and how true. (laughs) Yeah, I think I remember the afternoon I wrote that. (laughs) Tell me about that. Well, you know, I mean, I was just in the flow of the writing, and I was aware of the self-doubt. I I think I wrote about it in that passage. Uh, So I'm aware of the doubt, but also aware of the bigger the bigger me, right, um, that has no doubt at all. Yeah. Uh, So one of the things I've tried to do with the book is to show both of those realms of our consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. The conditioned mind that is filled with self-doubt and fear and all of our human things that we do and then the, the larger essence or the larger consciousness of who we are and to get the language so it can encompass all of that. Yeah. And that's really quite an art that you, I feel like you have successfully done in this book because we, we do have choice about which voice we listen to and the one that makes us feel awful uh, or the one that makes us feel radiant and full and bigger than who we were a moment ago. Could you speak a little bit about trust and and the importance of trust and you say um, the challenge of embracing true uncertainty is trust. What do I trust? What does trust feel like? And then you go on to say, I trust God, all that is. Can Can you speak to that? I mean, how does truth work for you in your life? That's a big question too, Lori. It is. I, I go for the big questions, I know. You do. <laughs> um, you know, first of all, I just guess I can say my aim is always to be in this moment right now. And, of course, I don't always manage to do that. But um, So trust is about trusting my life, trusting life, trusting, period. Yeah. Uh, Trusting uh, all of those things I listed in that passage. But that takes practice, as you know. Mm -hmm. And you have to practice. I have to practice trusting. How do you do that? Can you you give us an example? I, I practice by getting quiet and still. And feeling divine love flowing through me, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or whatever you want, you know, divine love. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I practice remembering that that's the reality that we live within. And but it's a practice for me. I mean, many things happen in our life that break our trust or try to break our trust, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So even when things look bad, that's when it's the most difficult to trust. Uh, 
but trust is a spiritual uh, quality. It's a spiritual quality. It is. It is. And it's, it, I'm realizing or I'm thinking about that it really is a, a quality that comes with, with a certain degree of maturity and experience. I think that's so true. Yeah. And, and you speak, I mean, your book is, is like this dance between the things that happen to you that shut down, that shut you down. Mm-hmm. And the ways in which you um, moved through that, brought yourself through that, and, and, and found your voice. So one of the things I know you, you differentiate between is finding your voice and then standing behind that. Can you speak to the, what the difference is between those two stances or places? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing because... For me, publishing this book was a uh, it was like you know a huge seminar and standing behind my voice. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes! <laughs> because you know, I think of all the things people create and they never get into the world, right? So, you know, finding one's voice is again what we said before: listening. Uh, listening for the voice of your own spirit, soul, heart, giving it language, whether it's in your journal or with a person you are close to or however that might be expressed. Mm -hmm. Um, But standing behind it is part of that is truly seeing the value of your unique life and your uh, essence, your expression seeing the unique value of it, knowing that it's important in the fabric of the world. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. I believe everyone's voice is important. And I'm speaking of the voice of our essence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so standing behind it can bring up all the self-doubt, all especially for women, I think, because uh, we're trained to kind of be quiet and, <laughs> you know, uh, yes. all those things, you know, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you don't need to go into all that, but just um, to swallow her voice. Yes. And to doubt it and to not ask for too much and those kinds of things. And so to stand behind our voice is also a, a, a big uh, part of worthiness and, self-love and really valuing all that you are. So how do you, I mean, separate from your book, you are, you are a spiritual mentor and coach and teacher. Mm-hmm. How do you teach people? How do you, how do you bring that forward? How do you um, show people the value of that? Well, first, you know, they have to want it. They have to be in a place of really wanting to honor themselves in that way. Because mm. it is. It's about honoring our spirit, really. To me, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our unique journey. And, you know, we I'll answer your question in a minute, but in our world, especially in the U.S., I think, we're, we're such a celebrity society. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's a few big voices that, and there's, of course, they're great voices, and, but we create celebrity. And the problem with that is people start comparing themselves right away. Oh, they're so great. She's so great. What she does is so great. And, and there's a part of that that shuts people down. Uh, because it, it brings up the comparison mind. Right. Part of what, you know, the journey is to finding your voice and standing behind it is, um, having experiences where you see how profound your own words are. And so in my sessions, I've been, we do writing sometimes in my sessions and, Mm -hmm. You know, I get goosebumps every time, you know, yeah. and, and that people write. And then they still aren't able to see always how kind of profound and beautiful what they wrote was. And so mm-hmm. I'll have them send it to me, type it up, send it to me, and then I'll read it back to them next session. And when they hear it read back, they can get it. They start to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's hard for people to see their own divinity, see their own beauty, see their own wisdom. And I don't know why that is exactly other than, you know, it's kind of the story in my book that things happen that cut us off from that. Yeah. And I think so often we, we live from the inside, from the outside in, <laughs> you know, we get so focused on um, what, what the latest thing is or, what the right thing is. And I see actually a lot of men have more difficulty with that, even than sometimes women, women at least know, know they have an inner life, even if they've shut down from it. So often men are just there looking at the, the dimension of here are the scales. How do I weigh myself? How do I measure up to the person on the next team or, you know, or my, or even my best friend. And, and those uh, aspects of weighing and measuring and, and looking at yourself from the outside in just mm-hmm. doesn't allow you to appreciate that inner voice. That's right. And it's, and it's really, you know, and it's a feeling of being separate from your own source. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? I would, I would. And it, and that's a devastating place to be. It is. And yeah, I remember a time in my life where I felt like if I showed myself, um, who would I be? Who would I show? I didn't know how to connect with myself. Mm. Like I was really standing on quicksand and there was just this very thin layer of uh, platform that was keeping me from this quicksand. Wow. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So again, I want to come back to what you said. Doubt is quite ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, self-doubt is such a strong thing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we, we lose sight of the truth of who we are, the power of who we are, the, the elegance and beauty of who we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and in a moment, we can be full-on charge out running the world with all of that self-doubt 
hanging around in between, you know, hanging out in the background because we haven't taken that time to listen to and acknowledge that, that small, quiet voice within. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I do with, in my work also is, you know, I help people actually feel the self-doubt, talk to it, see why mm-hmm. it's there, bring compassion to it. Because I believe compassion is what heals everything. Um, so uh, part of it is actually acknowledging all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not just pretending like it's not there. Right, right. You know. And, and loving it. <laughs> yeah, and understanding it. And But once you do that, then, you know, it, you have power with it. That's the, that's the key is, is I know that people can get caught into thinking they have to keep exploring it and keep exploring it and keep exploring it without the space of, okay, I know that. And that's just a pattern. Exactly. You know, and that's, that's something that is so strong within me that, you know, if that, that voice of that's just a pattern. That's right. Don't give it any more power than that. Exactly. Then we get to choose, right? Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you speak a lot about, about choice, you know, in your book about how you made choices and how you turn from one way of, feeling and being to another in in a moment. Right. At the dog park. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, and and we do that anywhere. We can do it anywhere. We can do it anywhere. We can do it while we're grocery shopping. Uh, Or in the middle of a high-powered meeting. That's right. It's a choice every moment. Mm Mm-hmm. What am I focused on right now? But you have to, that takes awareness, and it's that awareness that's so key. So, you, in a way, you've given, uh, given us some ways that you have uh, talking about listening uh, for people to start to pay attention. But I wonder if there's some other tips you might have for our listeners who feel they've lost their voice and, and want to speak more bravely. Well, I don't think we ever lose it. It's just covered over. It's like mm-hmm. an eclipse. You know, the shadow, mm-hmm. the shadow covers over the light. So we never lose our voice. It's there. It's always there. Um, but what covers it over is a false self-concept. And the false self-concept, so you have to start wherever you are. You have to start with, with wherever you are. Mm-hmm look and see what beliefs do I have? What emotions do I indulge that cover over my true voice? Because if you want it bad enough, it comes through. So your desire has to be on a scale of one to 10. It has to be a 10. And so if I come to you and I have my desires at a five, what do I do? do do? (laughs) Well, we might be able to get it up to a 10 <laughs> in our conversation. But if, it, you know, I just think that's true. I think to, to, to manifest and express the essence of who you are in its unique form, 
that it takes a very strong desire. There has to be, you know, your, your desire, it has to be the most important thing. Otherwise it's not going to happen. Well, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, you know, you, you, other thing, I'm not saying it's the right thing to have as the most important thing. I'm not, I don't think it's other things are bad and this is, you know, but I think for me anyway, it's always been the most important thing in my life. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and you well, know, you teach really deep work. You teach meditate, lots of deep work and, don't you think? Yeah. I, well, I'm questioning myself. It's like, what, what has been the most important thing for me? And what the most important thing for me always comes down to truth. Like, what is the truth? Uh-huh. I can be in a battle with my husband about who knows what. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> and, and he's very much caught into right and wrong. You know, who's right and who's wrong? And I couldn't care less about that. What I care about is what's the truth here? Because we can say, well, there is no absolute truth. And I I think there is. I think there is a level of truth of like, what's really going on? Mm. If it's it's something in me that I'm not seeing, I just want to know that. Yeah. I just want to know that. I want to come to that so that my body can relax. And when my body relaxes, I know that I've hit upon the truth. Wow, that's beautiful. So, you know, there's, there's that way of listening and then claiming, you know, if that's what it is, I, I need to claim my own voice. And that's what's most important. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is that's, that's key. That's critical. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Desire. That's Desire. The meta, all the meta, you know, the meta physicians, the mystics, the, the first step in creation of anything is desire. Mm-hmm. You want to become someone you're not yet. You have to desire that. You have to desire and imagine it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lovely. And, yes. and, you know, become it. Be it. Be it. Be it. And, and start practicing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So standing, can I say something else? Yes, please. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this book had a long, you know, creation period. (laughs) And uh, so literally the book itself pretty much was done a few years ago in terms of the words. Mm -hmm. Now, I hadn't had it edited yet. It took me a while to realize I needed an editor. Oh, my goodness. Yes. (laughs) Because you can't, you know, but even after, so standing behind it, I had to evolve more as a person to stand behind it. Ah. So the book is done. I, mm-hmm. I had a few years of evolving to stand behind the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't really say a whole lot more about that because I haven't looked at it that much, but I can just say that, it's a different thing to really come to the place where you're lined up with yourself and you can put it into the world and you know that it's important and valuable, but it's not the ego. It's not an ego thing. It's, 
it's a real thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what you said about truth, I think it's the same thing, like standing behind it. Yeah. Yeah. You might, you might sense it and know it, but standing behind it is expressing it, I think. It is. And, you know, my teacher always used to say, we teach what we need to learn. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it is with, with, I think, what we write. And I love to write, and writing is a, is a key thing for me. And, you know, always in my writing, I, I know that I'm writing not just for someone else, but I'm writing for me. I mean, I'm writing for me in the sense of I'm needing to express this. Right. And there's something in here that I'm needing to express in the way of teaching it. Mm. Well, your book is really magnificent. The life that woke me up was my own. Can you tell us where to find it? Well, it's almost available. No, no. Uh, by the time this is, this is, people are hearing this, it's going to be available. It will be on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be available in paperback and eventually in Kindle, but only in paperback to start with. And, um, I, and it has a beautiful painting that you've done on the cover, which it, I love. It's really a beautiful little book. Mm-hmm. I got a copy of it the other day. And I wish we were doing video and we could show people what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm real happy with it. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm also going to be making an audio book, hopefully by the end of the year. And I'm excited so much about that because it really does convey something else when I read it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wish I had thought to <clears throat> have one of the pieces, one of your pieces at the ready for you to read um, because there's so many things that, you know, where the language just mm. is captivating. Mm. Um, can you tell us where, what your website is? Can, could you spell it out so that people know how to reach you? Sure. It's my website's nancyswisher.com. Okay. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> And if and if they're listening, that's all one word, and it's S W I S. Yeah, S S dot com. And also, I just want to mention inside the book, there's a reader's companion resource page that I'm real excited about. Oh. And so, when you buy the book, and after you read it, I suggest you wait till after you read the book. But there's a page where you can find 20 inquiry questions for you about your own inner wisdom and the voice of your deeper self. Oh, perfect. These questions are great if you're in a book group or even by yourself. And then there's also a, an assessment tool about finding your voice that you can download and an audio meditation. And then there's going to be a Facebook group for the book. Oh, wonderful. So I wanted to kind of create some things because even though it's not a, quote, self-help book with exercises and stuff, it is, I believe it is transformational. So um, I wanted to have something for people to use. Great. I, I'm a huge believer in the power of the question to, to do self-inquiry, to do what I call inner research. And uh, I, I, my, my website is filled with blog posts that are questions that, 
for people to ask of themselves. Oh, wonderful. So um, thank you, Nancy, so much. This has been just a wonderful opportunity to get to hear what you have to say, having read your words, and to feel how you are standing behind your work in its creation, in its fullness. Thank you so much, Lori. It's been great to talk with you. So check out Nancy's book um, that you can find at Amazon. And remember, if you've enjoyed this episode of Wisdom Talk Radio, leave us an iTunes review and listen in for our next conversation. This is Laurie Seymour, Wisdom Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.